This is Andy Perroir for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And as you can see, I'm joined by the White Rhino here in Sheffield, first and foremost. Dave Allen, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Andy. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Now, obviously, we're waiting official confirmation of who you'll be facing on Saturday night, but by all accounts, it is Dorian Darch. has been talked about over social media. Just talk to me about the decision to face Dorian, your first bout of 2020. Well, I'll, what I'll do, Andy, is I'll talk you through all of it because... From the price fight, Passam Medical has been very hectic. So this is the rundown of it. Basically, start with medicals around six weeks ago, just after Christmas. Um, basic blood test, HIV free. Always a good start. To, always a good place to start, I guess. Um, medical all good, like my ears, throat, blood pressure. You know the rest of it. Your blood test, hepatitis, HIV, all of it, all clear. So that's a pass. Then have my eyes done. Uh, I have to wear glasses now, a bit short-sighted, but eyes are passed, got good eyesight, decent eyesight. Um, that was a pass. Um, then the brain scan, brain scan, a pass. However, after the David Price fight in the ambulance, I was essentially paralysed for around, I'm not sure, between 40 minutes and two hours, I think. So, basically, the brain scan was clear. My MRIs have always been clear. There's never been no issue with my brain, so... They was thinking, where is where is it coming from? Like, where could it be stemming from? Turns out I was having concussions, but it wasn't in my brain, it was in my spine. That was causing what I was... In the prize fight, I got hit on the head. And after that, my body slowly just, like, just gave up on me a little bit. You know, it was, weird, it was a weird feeling. I got on top of the head and I was... Everything was a bit fuzzy and I just... My body was just shutting down. But obviously now, I'm glad I've got an explanation for it. You know, I was practically paralysed after the fight for a, for a period of time. And, and, the, and I think... I'm not a doctor, obviously, as people will obviously know, but I was, that was the that was the underlying issue. So I had to have scans on my neck and my spine. I think Glasgow has come all the way back, six-hour train journey, do the scans. Then results came back all good. Spine and neck now completely fine. Everything's good. Good rest, a good rest of the price fight, which I needed. So all clear. I'm not, in October when I was meant to box, I probably wouldn't have passed the medical anyway. But uh, all clear now. Anyway. Uh, the eye test, the bird who works with the, the opticians put 7th of the 1st, 1920. So that's a, yeah, 100 years ago. So the board made me go back to the optician and get it put that it was 2020. Obviously, that would have been nice 100 years ago, you know what I mean? So I've had to do that. And the last thing I've been waiting for, there was a word missing on my on my report about my spine. The word was bulging, but that was missing. I to read, I've been on the phone to the hospital for the last six days, every day, trying to get this sorted. I think it's over the line. The fight's not been 100% on at all. Um, I've not been able to spar at all open for this fight in case I need another scan on my brain or my back. So I've not been able to spar open. I've not been able to lift any weights. Uh, done the odd bicep curl and stuff, but it's been an absolute nightmare six, seven weeks to be honest. And the Dorian Darch essentially is because I like Dorian Darch and I respect him. He's a game man, but it's, it's an easy touch effectively because and people can say, well, Dave, well, you should have just pulled off. It's not a case of pulling off. I've got a fucking team I need to provide for. I've got houses to pay for. I've got stuff I need to do. So I have to box. But we're boxing Dorian and people say, well, it's a bit of an easy touch. Well, yeah, I guess so. Because I've just been up and down the country the last six weeks to get this medical pass. And I've not been able to do certain things because of that. So it's been really stressful. But we're here now. I'm just so happy to be here. I think, I'm gonna, I think I've been signed off today, able, ready to box Saturday. That's the reason why I've been pushing tickets and stuff like that because it really has been up in the air. Every day I've been on the phone to somebody or I've been in the hospital or done something. So, But anyway, 
that's why I watch Notre Dame darts, essentially. Yeah, I just want to get six good rounds in. I'm physically half fit, you know what I mean? I don't want to be fully fit right now. I'm getting ready for towards June, July, but I'll put a good six, seven weeks in. Just obviously certain things I've not been able to do. Now, you've just saved me having to go through basically the backstory to certain questions I would have asked. But just to pick up on some of the things that you did say, you just mentioned you have the back injury, effectively you said there, you was paralysed in the ambulance on the way to yeah. the hospital. Boxing's always one of them, and loads of people always say, if you don't have an injury now, you'll have one maybe later in life, something might come back on you. Is that not a worry for you, especially when you consider what you've experienced in the ambulance? Yeah, I guess so, but it's not something I really worry about. Um, I'm nearly 28. If you'd have told me 10 years ago I would have seen 28 year old, I'd have been very surprised. I'm not saying that because I'm a criminal or I'm a bad man, but just I'd have been very surprised to see 28. I'm very happy with 28. You know, if I see 58, I'd be a really happy man. So I know it's not something. It's not something I. I don't worry about it at all. Um, this is boxing. We know what we sign up for. I know what it's all about. And I sit here now, knowing full well that in, in the ambulance, you know, I, I don't really remember the ambulance journey too well. But yeah, essentially, look, paralysed, I guess, for the concussion on my spine, that's my understanding of it. Um, but you know what, when they told me, I was happy. But, so that's why after two or three rounds, I got it on top of it in the third round, I thought, oh, so that's why I, the prize fight was the worst night of my life, because I went in feeling all right the first round or two. I didn't expect to win the first round or two. But after the third round, it was just like fighting underwater, and I was just... Do you know what I mean? And essentially, that's what happened. My body was just shutting down on me until the end of the tenth, when I thought I can't carry on no more, and I couldn't carry on. I felt like I was dying. But that was seven months ago. This is now. The younger is back. I, I, I do love boxing. I love it. I know the risk of it. People say, oh, "David, oh, I think about it," but this is my life. Without without fighting and without boxing, I won't be here anyway. I'd have top myself. That's the top and bottom of it. So, if I if I have to risk it all just to just to just to be happy and keep going, then that's what I'll do. People they, people don't live my life, so they can't tell me what to do. It does sound mad. I know it sounds mad. If Danny said to me, if if Danny was gone through what I'd gone through, not just the price fight, the yoker fight, same thing happened there because the same things happened after the price fight. Didn't the, didn't the yoker fight? When I didn't go to the hospital that night. You know, the same thing happened there. The Ortiz fight hospital journey with my tongue and that. The white fight weren't great. The Bracamonte fight were hell on earth. But I live for it, Andy. I love it. I do love it, you know? And I'm coming back now, and I'm not going to go in over me. I'm not going to dive into these big hard fights. I'm going to box at the right level, keep up in the level steadily, keep improving, try and win a title, because I've got a Billy, and I'm an hard, and I'm an hard man as well, and, I've, and I'm strong, and I can punch a little bit, and it'll see me do well at a certain level. So that's what I'm back for. I'm back to enjoy boxing. Make a living, because I've got to make a living. I've made good money, but it, it don't last forever, and uh, and I want it. I want it to last me, and 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 doing what I'm doing with the boys and other things I've got going on to to, to last that. So I don't really care what people say. It's my life. I've passed all the medicals, all of them, stringent, really stringent. Passed them all, and I'm feeling good health. So I'm looking forward to Saturday night now. What are your family's and your your close friends' thoughts on it all? Are they, are they just listening to you there? Are they kind of trying to say to you, you need to retire because of the consequences? What what are their thoughts on it? Well, their thoughts are the same as mine. The doctors have passed me. The doctors said, "David, there's no nothing wrong with you fighting. 
my brain, there's, there's not one change in my scan from uh, seven and a half years ago. Not one change in the scan at all. Not one thing. Um, my family, I've not really spoke to any of them about it. You know, I'm sure they probably worry about it, but it's not something we discuss. I'm my own man. There's one thing I've always been. That's my own man. I don't give a fuck for nobody. I don't say, I don't tell nobody else how to live their life. I put my two pence in. Other people do that with me, but I do what I want to do, and I've always been that kind of man. I've always been that man. I do what I want to do. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'll do what I want to do. And as long as the boxes, the doctors have passed me to box, that's that. The doctors have. It's not. It's not up to me, Andy. I've not turned around and said, "Oh, I can box." They've passed me on everything, and I've asked them every time. If there was any, if there was any risk of me not being able to walk again or, or any brain injury, I won't fight. I've got lots more to give. But as long as I'm healthy, I'll continue to box because it's my passion and I do love to do it. So it's one of them, you know, my family. Like, and Danny and that, and my, my family that I've got were created with Danny and Liam and that. If, if the, the medical pass me, I'll box. If it don't, I won't. And it has passed me. I'm completely, the doctors, all the doctors, opticians, specialists, you're 100% clear to box, David, you're fine. Maybe I went seven months ago, but this is seven months on. Everything, everything's fine. So obviously you continue to box and we're here in Sheffield, but you just mentioned as well earlier on that you, aren't, you weren't able to spar, you weren't able to train the way that you would if it was a proper camp yeah. in preparation, for example, you know, David Proyce fought, you broke a monte, etc. and prior to all of those. How, how much longer is that going to be an effect? Is that something which you will have to deal with moving forward into other camps in more serious fights? No, that was just because I weren't sure when the next scan were coming from. I weren't sure I was going to have another brain scan or another scan. So I couldn't spar in case another brain scan. Because even if you've got nothing wrong with your brain, if you get hit with a good shot, do you know what I mean? You might affect your scan the next day. And I weren't sure, I were never sure when the, the phone call were going to come say, come back and have another scan. So it was like, don't spar, don't spar, don't spar. I got a message uh, on Monday saying, can you have a little light spar? So it's a little bit late now because I don't want to get a cut eye or a marks or whatever else. So... Moving forward, now I've passed the medicals and that, I'm done for another year, do you know what I mean? So just back to normal, but I've got respect for Dorian Darch and I'm going to go out there and try and do something different. I'm not going to, I don't want to be rocking, sucking robots, take one to give one, you know? I want to go out there Saturday and get a good, clean performance, use my feet, use my brain. I've got some boxing ability, people say, oh, well, you're this and that, but at the level I'll fight Saturday, I've got more than enough ability. And I'm fit, I've trained six, I think I've done seven weeks, so six weeks training. Been running every day, uh, hitting the bags, body sparring, stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? I'm half fit. I don't want to be fully fit anyway because I bought Lucas Brown. I put a 15 week camping for Brown and then Bryce back to back and I was knackered. Been a little bit, my train's been a little bit smarter. I don't have an actual full time train at the minute because I'm doing six rounds on Saturday. When the 10 and 12 rounder comes around, I'm looking now, I'm looking at trainers now thinking, would it work with him? Would it work with him? Because when I get a big fight, I'll need a trainer. But at the minute, it's like, I'm not just going to go and train with someone for the sake of it if it don't work. I don't want to say, oh, I'm teaming up with him now. Don't last, it don't work. What's the point? So, I'm not daft. I know I know what I'm on with. I know what I'm doing. Um, so, after Saturday, I'll probably box April 4th in Newcastle, I presume. So, and that'll probably be six rounds again. People always say, oh, David, don't jump in the deep end. Then you do six rounds during dark. It's like, oh, Dave, you should be doing 10 rounder, 12 rounder against him. Well, which one is it? Do you know what I mean? Should I have an easy fight like half of them say, oh, do you jump straight into a 12 rounder? Because that's what some people want. But I'm, I'm past what doing what people want now. I need to be smarter. I've done loads of that and it, didn't, and, it, and it didn't do me much good, to be fair. So I'm be smarter now. Between me and Eddie, we'll guide myself 
the best way to make the most money, get the best opportunities with the, with, with the least amount of risk to my health. So how does 2020 play out for Dave Allen? What kind of image and plan of you and Eddie and your team put in place for the rest of this year, provided obviously Saturday goes to plan? Well, hopefully, you know, Saturday goes well, get a win. You know, Saturday, I'd be really happy just to win 60-54, six rounds nil and just bought so clean and just look good and show ability. And I'd be really happy with that. You know, in the past, I've been immature and experienced and just try to rush everything and get everybody out of there. Try and be, I'm not a big puncher anyway, so what's the point in that? You're not going to get anything out of rushing someone out of there. So hopefully win next week. Hopefully what's April 4th in Newcastle. Six again or eight. I'm hoping Terry Harper wins Saturday. Bring something to Doncaster, bring something to the Keep Out Stadium. The girl is selling it on her own, she's fantastic. You know, June, July time, 8 or 10. September, 8 or 10. December, 10 or 12. You know, be a good year. Maybe the British title at the back end of the year when the Warren and Joyce have moved on. Not sure who's about. I don't really want to mention any names because I don't really have any. I'm not really looking at that. I've looked at it before and made that mistake. So, it's one of the box five or six times this year. The next two or three fights, not much risk. Just get back in there and see what happens. I, I, I love um, these fight weeks now. It's about getting Daniel platform, Jay, Liam, all platform to do what they're doing. And there's no rush. I, I've had some of the. I've had one of the hardest. The last ten years, there's not many fighters who've had an harder career than me. I had ten amateur fights, and after ten pro fights, I boxed three of the top ten in the world. I boxed. I've had three or four 50-50s. Been thrown over my Olympic gold medalist, you know, the world number one at the time, Dylan White. You know, how many people have had a career like that, you know? So now it's about capitalising on everything I've created, the popularity, everything, you know, the love of the people, what always meant the most to me. Just capitalise on that now and, and build something, build something, build towards the British title, the Commonwealth title, you know? My world title aspirations obviously dead in the water, but. I've got aspirations of still achieving them, and achieving to me is different to achieving for a Joshua or a Fiore, so I just want to enjoy boxing, and, and me, more importantly than that, a platform for these boys, as long as I keep winning, keep on the shows, people want to keep watching me, which thankfully there's still people still support me, it's great, and so yeah, I'm, I'm just enjoying it, and I've, re I've really not, the most frustrating thing for me is I've not shown what I can do, but I've only had 34 fights, I'm a pro, I'm still a baby really. A lot of people are so be a boxing journeyman after that kind of experience, but yeah, I'm going to do things a little bit smarter this time and just prolong my, just give myself a little bit more longevity. You mentioned in previous answer the fact that you you know you haven't got a set trainer for now. Obviously, you was working with Darren Barker, who was a close, well, still is a close friend of yours, but we were very good friends and you're trainer at the same time. As I said, you're still close friends now. But what was the thinking of a decision behind splitting? Me and Darren decided on the night of the prize fight, I laid in the hospital bed, he said, I just can't do this again. I said, all right, Darren, that's fair enough. The last five weeks of the prize fight, I only saw him once or twice. We didn't fall out, me and Darren are very good friends. I think the world is Darren. It was just a kid, I overtrained, and I, was, and I wasn't feeling very well, and I just said to Darren, I said, Darren, I'm absolutely exhausted, mate. And I only trained three or four times the last five weeks for the prize fight, so I was that tired. I was ill, I literally felt ill. Um, and after the fight, I said, I don't want to do this again. I said, no, respect that, Darren. He's very busy. He's got a young family. He's got a great job with his match room. And so that's fair enough. When the time comes after the darts fight, I've been looking around at gyms and thinking, would that work for me? Would this work? Would that work? And there's loads of options. I could train I could train at a lot of gyms, but um, I'm not going to rush into it. I'm not going to rush into it. I think a lot of fighters, 
rushing to doing things or they work with so and so they work with him and I um the one regret I do have in my time is training with certain people for certain fights and not going with certain trainers when I could have done and stuff like that but you know I um boxing isn't rocket science either you know physically pushing my, not push myself as hard as I for the last six weeks for a long time so we've got these how hard is it to get 100% fit? That ain't hard, that's easy, that's the easy part. Get fit, get out of bed, run. Get out of bed, do this, get out of bed, do that. That ain't hard. But, um, yeah, the, the, I just need a good trainer. So, top class sparring out. Yeah, certain stuff like that. Boxing ain't rocket science. I train these now. Ain't rocket science to train somebody at all. So, what gyms have you been looking at? What kind of knowledge or insight can you give into us as to the the gyms that you have been floating in and around? I mean, I've been looking at all the gyms, all the trainers. I'm not saying all of them would take me on because they might look at me and think he's a big lazy bastard, what do I want to train him for? But the UK's got a lot of great, a lot of, a lot of top trainers. But like I said, training ain't rocket science. It isn't, it isn't rocket science. I trained Danny and it's like, different with Danny because he was a young kid. Like, someone took me on now. They take on a fighter that can do all the basics. You know what I mean? Um, I've been around a bit. I'm experienced. So it's, it's a different thing, but it's not rocket science, you know what I mean? Get 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 them hundred percent fit, um, get the best sparring, and then put a game plan together. That's essentially it at this point. I've had twenty four fights, twenty four pro fights. Like, how many new tricks can you teach an old dog? Even though I'm an experienced dog in the grand scheme of things, I'm still an old dog really at this point. So, get the best sparring, in. get the game plan together for the for the fight. That's all you need. So, what I'm really looking for when the big fights come back around is someone who can. Someone who can get the top sparring in, someone who's got a few con I could talk like myself really, but someone's gonna watch sparring, know what they're watching, say, David, you're doing this wrong, David, do this. That's it really. Just need someone I can trust. Boxing's about trust. If I don't trust you, I won't work with you the best trainer in the world. So yeah, there's a, there's a few good trainers around, there's a lot of smart people around, but I'm not in no rush to make that decision because it's a very to me it's very important. Who I who I who I give my ten percent training fee to ain't about the money but if I'm giving you money you've got to be you got to be tight knit you know what I mean so that's what it comes down to trust and trust in them, me trusting in their knowledge now whilst we're also on the topic of training as you've mentioned you've got Danny Liam Jay amongst others coming to you now just talk to me about that um, the different outlook on probably life that training those young guys has had on yourself well I took Danny on 20 months ago 21 months ago and like I said, boxing, boxing ain't rocket science. He came to me, he had 35 amateur fights, won about eight. But since I've had him, he's had, I think he's had nine bouts, one four, lost five. Four of the losses were a split, could have gone either way. He's not boxed anyone that's not been a regional champion or better. He boxed England number one. He's improved no one. He's been sparring, he's part of the Scottish lightweight well champion. You know, he was good. I was, I watched him, I thought, oh my God, you're the Scottish like, well, late champion. <laughs> so, uh, he sparred pro last night. He, he's got so much talent, but it's easy to train him. Because he can do anything. Like, he literally, he's one of them kids, he's so talented. He's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, he's not the biggest puncher, hopefully he matures into that, but I tend to do something, he does it. That's what training is. He, he makes look, he will make me look a great trainer in time. Because he can do anything. All I've got to do is say, Danny, let's do this, try this. He does it and it comes off nine times out of ten. So, yeah, i got Jay as well. Jay's the pro already. Jay's another one that's going to get him 100% fit, get the sparring in, and just say, look, Jay, implement this into your game. Jay, don't do that. You know, that's what training is for me. I don't think it's rocket science. So, but I'm really enjoying it. On a personal note, for me, 
just gives me so much happiness, it gives me so much to get out of the bed in the morning, you know. I've been getting like a bit of been training twice a day because I've got to because they're training either alongside me or they're training before me or they're training after me and I've got to put 100% in or they won't. So I, I credit Danny, I credit Danny with, with turning my life around because I really have, you know, the last two years nearly. I've been a different man. There's not been many, there's not been many blips, you know. And while I've had Danny, Jay, Liam for the last five or six weeks, there's not been no blip at all. And I'm a well-known blipper, to be honest. So yeah, I think the world are all of them. They're like, they're like my kids genuinely like my kids like brothers and sons to me and it's uh it's something really special to me have you seen enough when you've worked with them to give you the confidence that when you do eventually retire from professional boxing you will go down the coaching route you'll continue to work with them provided they all obviously stick together and stick with yourself is that kind of a, the way you see your career unfolding and your life unfolding yeah you know i see myself i think i'll be great in a punditry role um just waiting, just waiting, just waiting for something to come up uh, with that. Um, as far as the training goes, yeah, you know, me and Danny will be together till we're buried. That's the kind of that's the kind of bond we've got, you know. He's a proper brotherly bond. And the same with Liam. Jay's only been here five or six weeks, but I really think all three of them will sit out to the end. I've got Paul as well. I've got a few others, but they're not on the same. We're not on the same closest level that we've created. We live together. Me and Jay and Liam live together. So. Um, so yeah, Dan, Danny, Danny's amazingly talented. I tell him all the time. People always say, oh, he doesn't look very good, or his amateur record's this. It don't matter what his amateur record is. It don't matter what it was before he met me. It don't matter what it is now. It, it is what it is. He's, he's amazingly talented, the boy is. I don't, I don't need to lie. If he was shy, I'd tell you, because you know what I'm like. He's going to be really good. I think Jay's got a lot of talent. He just needs a lot of hard work. He needs to listen. He's only a boy. He's 21 years old, you know what I mean? So... And Liam will be really good. So Liam had a rate spar last night. It was the funniest things I've ever seen. He got we got hit with the right hand in the first round. I didn't know what day it were. He didn't have a free after and he was amazing. Two and three, he came back like a train and I'm so proud of him. And I will be a great trainer. And I'll tell you why. Because I've got patience and I've got love. And that's what you need. Put an arm around him and I said, look boys, come on. Them three, I genuinely them three believe they can walk through walls when I tell them they can. And that's what it takes, you know. It just that's what it takes. If I said to Danny now, Danny, run through that, run through that window for me, he'd do it, you know, because he knows I'd do out for him in return. The same with all of them. That's the kind of bond we've got, and that's why it works. On top of that, I believe I know what I'm on with. So I'm not trying to train anyone else, but these the, these three and the others at the minute. I don't want to take other pros on or whatever else. I'm not here to be a trainer. I'm still a boxer, but I will be very successful at it because. More because of what I am as a man than, a, than, than I am as a boxing trainer. To move away from all things Dave Allen and the rest of your guys, a few thoughts I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Obviously, we're waiting for official confirmation. Dubois Joyce, I know you've been a little vocal over it on social media. What, what are your thoughts on it if it is cemented and secured and what happens? I think it's a really good fight. Like I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And the whole pay-per-view thing, kind of like I don't think it's pay-per-view, but I'll pay and watch it because I'm a big boxing fan and it's a great fight. It is a great fight. You know, we've got possibly the future heavyweight division in the world. Daniel Dubois looks exceptional. He looks his jabs like a right hand. I've sparred him. His jabs like a right hand. Technically, he's very good. He's got good feet. He's got a bit of everything. You know, if he can take a knock, he's probably going to be heavyweight champion in the world one day. I just think at 22 year old. Boxing Joe Joyce, who's been all around the world as an amateur, world games, Olympic medalist, you know, the most decorated amateur in British boxing history. I think it's coming too soon for the boy, in my opinion. I think he's got two or three rounds to get Joe out of there, which is very possible, very capable of doing. But if you don't get him out of there in two or three rounds, Joe Joyce, for me, will all man him and stop him late down the stretch. 
and I still believe if that is the case, Daniel will go on to be every champion of the world anyway. He's 22 years old. When I was 22, I was shy. Look at him. He's an absolute monster. I rate them both really highly, and I like them both as well. You know, I, I make jokes. I can't talk this and that. It don't make a difference because they can fight like fuck. So I think it's a great fight. I'm really looking forward to it. I know last year you obviously had the talks of you possibly facing Daniel Dubois. When you look at him now and you look at the progression he's made, is it a fight you'd still be interested in or is it a fight that you feel you maybe wouldn't be able to live up to the hope or the expectations you'd have had on yourself if you'd have fought him last year? Well, I think he's surpassed me, you know what I mean? If it's Joe Joyce, he's one of the top heavyweights in the world. But um, I fought Luis Ortiz three years ago when he was still a, still a bit of a monster. I fought Dylan White, I fought Tony Oka boxed uh, David Price these are all these are some of the best you know Ortiz and White some of the best fighters in the world Tony Oka Tony Oka probably for my money he beat Joyce and Dubois now I think Yoka is one of the best heavyweights in the world I don't give a fuck for now man to be absolutely honest with you and a lot of people on the internet go oh he thinks he's hard Dave Allen you know what I mean but anyone everyone, everyone involved in boxing I was talking to him all today I don't give a fuck it's only a fight what's going to happen do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like it's a boxing. I don't fear. There's no man. I don't fear no man on the planet. But at the same time, as of right now, Daniel Dubois is a few levels above me. You know, not just boxing in terms of everything. Like he's watched the European title. I think against Joe Joyce or the British Commonwealth. And fair play to him. I think he's tremendous. I think they're both. I think Joe Joyce is a tremendous fighter. He's not the prettiest on the eye, but he gets the job done. So. They're, they're, they're above me, there are a few levels above me and me going back down again, they're more than a few levels, they're miles and miles clear so I say good luck to him because people say, oh you don't like him I, there's not really any boxer I don't like good luck to them all and I don't begrudge anyone being better than me absolutely not Just a quick stop and start there Dave, yeah. my battery top while time was running out um, stick with the heavyweights one fight which has had some talks Dillian White versus Andy Ruiz Jr yeah. If that fight was to have been made, what are your thoughts on it? I think I think both men are 100%. Andrew Ruiz, for me, is one of the best heavyweights on the planet. I think Andrew Ruiz is unbelievable talent. You know what I mean? Like, I know when someone's good because my dad says to me, he's really good him. Because that's when you know someone's really good because my dad don't like calling anyone good. So, Andrew Ruiz has always been good. You know, the Parker defeat on the split decision in New Zealand. You know, he should have been world champion three or four years ago, possibly. The first Joshua fight. He let himself down in the second one, but he's a spectacular, he's a special fighter. And fight, when he fights on his own size, if you're around six foot four and under, you're going to have a really long night with Andrew Ruiz. Because he's hard as nails, he can punch and he can box, he can do a bit of everything. Dylan White's a super tough man, great job. Really good heavyweight. For me, Ruiz would be a big favourite in the fight. He'd be a favourite. He'd have to be, you know. Um, Dylan White and Ruiz, for me, after the three big names, which are Joshua Wilder and Fury, you've got a little pool there, Hunter, Povetkin, White, Ruiz, all amazing fights, all all near 50-50, 55-45, you know what I'm saying, that percentage, like, they're all good fights. I met Ruiz a favourite against anybody apart from the top three. Anyone's under six foot four, Ruiz is the man in the division for me. But Dylan White's super tough, got a bit of power, Dylan White's like a seven or eight all over the board. You know what I mean? He's not he's not got that ten out of ten wilder power or that ten out of ten boxing ability Fury's got, but he's seven or eight across the board. He's Dylan White, I spar him, I boxed him. He's just good across the board. He's just very good at everything. There's no real weakness to him. He's tough, he's strong, he's fit, you know, he's he's a good boxer. He's a hard man to beat, so <coughs> he looks more like Pavetkin White. 
And I think at this stage, Dylan White's the fresher man, and I think when he's 100% fit, he'd take care of Povetkin, but all of them, I think Michael Hunt's a really good fighter. So many good fights have been made, and there's a lot, like, you've got Hergovic coming through, the winner of Joyce Dubois. The division's on fire, proper on fire. And I just wish I were a little bit better so I could be involved. <laughs> And obviously, Dave, we're about a month away now. Well, not a month, sorry, two weeks away from Wilder Fury 2. Just what are your thoughts on that one, Dave? Break it down for me. I just think it can go either way. Like, I'm, I've got no confidence. If I, was a, if I was in the corner of either man, I'd have no confidence at all in him being the other because Dante Wilder, like, you're one shot away from going to sleep with him. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, then you've got Tyson Fury, who, for me, can outbox any man on the planet. Like I just don't. I just don't know how I see it going down. I think Wilder's a lot better than giving credit for. I think he's a lot cuter and a lot more clever than people think. You know, the Ortiz fight he was six rounds down, but for me, I don't think he expects to beat <coughs> Ortiz on points in a million years. He was always looking for the knockout, and I think he was doing things in the fight. He was drawing Ortiz in. It took him six or seven rounds to do it, but he done it eventually. He landed one shot over. Done. I think Wilder's a lot better than people think. So. I really, it's a proper 50-50 for me, and I'm a big Tyson Fury fan. You know, I've classed him as a friend, and I hope he does the business. But for me, be wilder. You're always you're always walking that side though. You know, you're only one shot away. So um, I'm really excited about it, though. There's so many good fights coming up in the weight division. You know, hopefully they can all get made. We're all on a, a level playing field, and and that's and that's all you can hope for. And before I do let you go, I haven't actually spoke to you about this card itself in Sheffield on Saturday. Start off with a headline for Carl Brook versus Mark DeLuca. So Mark, he seems like a very nice guy. He's, he's had a lot of people saying so about him. What are your thoughts on that one and Carl's future? I ain't got a scooby-doo Mark DeLuca is, to be honest. I don't know who he is, I ain't got a clue about him. I imagine if Kel's been out for the amount of time he's, he'll not be that good. Can I say that? I can't really, can I? Well, I've said it now. I, don't, I couldn't imagine him to be that good. I think he's a southpaw. I read that he's not bad, but Kel should win. I don't want to hear talk of Khan. If you're a welterweight, then go and look for that Crawford fight or a Thurman or Porter rematch or Garcia. Don't be chasing a non-existent fight that's not happened for five years. <coughs> Do the business Saturday, get straight back in the gym, get another, get another fight lined up in 10, 12 weeks' time, go again, Kel. Got so much ability, it'd be such a shame. I don't think a lot of people say he's wasted it, but I don't think he has. He's been world champion, he's had the Golovkin fight, the Spence fight, he's had a fantastic career, one that you can only dream of. But I just want to see him if he's a, if he's a well or like middleweight, pick your weight, go and win a world title. The can't fight if it happens, it happens, but just go just win another world title would be, would be what I would say to him. As a fan, I want to see him box all the time, I want to see him fight once or twice, see you waiting for Khan. Go and get the Thurman fight. Garcia fights, they're exciting fights, like their fights I'd love to see, I'd like to see some of them fights more than they can't fight anyway. Who cares if they're both British? I don't give a fuck. I'd rather see them fight Furman or something to be honest. But um, also on the show, <coughs> Kid Galahad. Kid Galahad's a tremendous, I think he's one of the best fighters I've ever been in the gym with. Always rated Barry, one of the one of the best boxers I've ever, I've ever shared a gym with, you know. He's a fantastic fighter. Terry Harper, the queen of DN12, the king right here. Uh, Love Terry Harper. Just the nicest woman <coughs> in the world. Really nice woman. Really nice. And I think she's the future of the women's boxing. She beat Katie Taylor in 12 months. And I love Katie Taylor, but Terry Harper's that good. Terry Harper's special. You watch her in the gym. I watch her spa and I just think... She's just amazing. She really is amazing. Just a natural, just... Yeah, just brilliant. I love her to death, me. I think world of her. Um, I expect her to win Saturday and I think she'll go on 
if she wants to unify the division, she will move to lightweight. She'll 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 beat everyone there. She's that good. She's from a little she's from a little village. Next village on from me. And she's that good. She's just unbelievably strong. Anthony Tomlinson, he's my best mate outside the box. He's my best mate in general. Just a general best mate. I'm so proud of him. I met him seven and a half years ago in Dennis Hobson's gym. Um, and he was just, I was doing, I was doing the speedboat. I looked at him, oh, you like me? I said, you like me? He's had a very interesting life, very colourful life. And I'm just so proud of him from when I met him to now. Not just boxing, just everything. He's just, he's just developed into just the great, just the nicest human being. And he's carved out a career and he's carved out himself an opportunity as an eliminator for the British Commonwealth title. If you'd have told me that seven and a half years ago, if you told me that two and a half years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Just works so hard. Not the most naturally gifted man in the world at all, but just a pure grafter, you know? Just a pure grafter. And I'm <coughs> just an hard man. The graft he puts in, the time he puts in, the food he eats, that's, that's an hard man. People say to me, you're an hard man. No, no, I'm not. He's an hard man. He eats correct, he trains correct, he sleeps correct. Lives and breathes it, and I'd be so happy to see him win. So happy. And the rest of the cars, Dante Dixon, Callum Beardo, uh, the few of us on. John I love the doc. I love the doc's dad as well. Big up John Dockers' dad. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Really excited. Just, just like, I love Sheffield doing. I've not boxed, we said, since the Leonard Thomas second fight with the cut. Can't wait to get back out there. I'm not expecting fireworks, just expecting a, a just solid performance. Two more questions because I just popped in. Cool. Firstly, on Kid Galahad, if he's successful as a final eliminator, how do you think he'd fare in a rematch against Josh Warrington? Well, I thought he beat him the first time. I thought I thought Barry won, but uh, it was close. Barry's a Barry for me is exceptional, but he's scrappy. He's, he's never gonna he's never gonna set the world out of his style, you know. Especially in the fight against Warrington, he was negating him and whatever else. And well, I, I watched I, I watched the fight again. It was a great fight, but I, I mean it's watchable. I think Barry's. A really good fight, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I guess so. And my second question, which it's just slipped my mind, <laughs> and it's frustrating me now. Lenroy Thomas, obviously, you just mentioned him there. If the opportunity came up to fight him a third time, is it something you're interested in? Do you feel there's unfinished business still there? No, I'm not asked about Lenroy Thomas. He promised me the third fight in this hotel around the corner. And uh, him, and him and Kenny Porter shook me and said, yeah, we'll box you again the first time. And then he took the Joe Joyce fight. So fuck him. But the prize rematch is a fight I'd like. Maybe the end of this year, next year. The Brown rematch. It really depends if people want to see it, but they're the rematch that I think are pretty big fights. I've got, I've got, no, I've got no bad feeling towards anyone at all. But I love the prize rematch. Um, and why Ortiz and Yoker obviously sailed far above where I met him, but the price rematch, I guess, yeah, I would like that at some point, and just like to make a better fist of it than the first time, I think, yeah, I, I, I know for a fact I would, so, so yeah, I guess so, yeah. Finally, before I let you go, final word to yourself, what would you like to say to all of your adoring fans across the country and further afield, Dave, take it away. I just want to say a big thank you, you know, we're here again, not boxed for seven months. As long as I've been out of the ring for a long time, um, I've really missed it, I've really missed boxing. The workout today was nice. I love coming out and seeing seeing the people come and ask for pictures and say, oh, we're glad you're back, Dave, it's nice to see you, lovely to me. Oh, I've always wanted to meet you. I always wanted that, that's what I got involved in boxing for. I wanted to be loved and liked and 
people to people to take them in the oven and I'm back I'm back boxing now I want to win things I want to be successful I want to fill out arenas and 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 just bring joy you know I'm not I don't see myself as David the boxer I see myself as a bit of an entertainer I just want to just want to make people smile and laugh and and when I box, I, I want people to go, he's a good boxer, Dave Allen. You know, I don't want to say he's funny and he does a bit of boxing. I want to say he's a good boxer and he's funny. So, you know, we're here again. We're like a, we're stuck on, we're stuck on uh, replay, you know, we're saying thing all the time, but that's how it, that's how it's been, I'm afraid. We went up and down after the brown fight. I was, I was heading towards top 15 in the world and now we're here again starting from scratch, but I won't change anything for the world, so. Big thank you to everyone that that stuck around. It's been a long journey, seven and a half years now, but we're not done yet. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I see a lot of negativity on the on the old YouTube, and I don't really read it anymore because it's boring. It's just people jumping on the bandwagon for one reason or another. But you know, when I go to places, when I when I box live in the arena, it's always buzzing for me, and it means more than people will ever know. So. Just a big thank you, and, and we go again Saturday night. So, uh, thank you very much. And to you, Andy. Thank you. No, Dave. I appreciate your time. You don't need to say thank you to me. But as always, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. It's been a while since I've obviously last spoke to you. So, it's good to see you here laughing and enjoying life. And I'm sure I'll speak to you over the coming days. Big up, Bal. <laughs> Dave Allen, it's been a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for speaking to myself. Boxy Social. Nice to meet you. Thank you.